Hey everyone, this is Allison, and you are listening to Murder Porn. It's weird when I'm alone saying it and I don't have Courtney woo-wooing. I'm coming to you solo today. Um, Courtney and I haven't had a chance to meet up. She's been getting stuff together to start her new job, and I have been quarantined because I was exposed to... COVID. So (laughs) I'm fine, but you know, five days. So fun times. Um, that being said, um, also been super busy. Neither one of us has really had time to look up any cases or do research aside from the bigger stuff that we've been working on. Um, so I had an idea that I have this book. It's by Andrew E. Stoner. It's called Notorious 92, The Most Infamous Murder from Each of Indiana's 92 Counties. And as you know, we are from Indiana. So it's been really interesting for me to read through this. And I thought it would be fun for me to share a story with you um, as kind of a mini-sode every time Courtney and I are, for some reason, unable to record. That being said, I'd like to go ahead and get started. So, the first story is from Adams County, and um, it is entitled High-Powered Ambush. Now, Adams County is sort of like right right above the the half the halfway point if you draw a line um um horizontally through the state of Indiana um and it's all the way over on the state line on the east side of the state so i'm going to go ahead and just read uh it's entitled a high powered ambush a routine traffic stop on a cool saturday night April 3rd, 1999, brought the debate on gun rights front and center to the normally peaceful streets of Decatur, Indiana, the county seat. On that evening, Indiana State Trooper Corey R. Elson, 26, attempted to stop a pickup truck driving along US-27 with no working taillights. As Elson pulled the truck to a stop, the driver... Mark L. Lichtenberger, 38, stepped from the truck and began firing on Elson. Elson, on the force for only four months at the time, was wearing his required body armor, but it was no match for the Norinco SKS semi-automatic weapon with an altered trigger assembly that Lichtenberger carried. As Lichtenberger blasted at least 30 rounds of the surprised Elson, at the surprised Elson, the now fully automatic assault weapon struck the rookie trooper in the head, legs, and the body armor meant to protect his chest and abdomen. Lichtenberger, whom co-workers and friends described as a quiet man who believed in God and often quoted the Bible, so many red flags, began carrying weapons in his truck after having been stopped by police officers multiple times for various violations. Apparently, he needed to protect himself from being, you know, persecuted for his own crimes, I guess. Unknown to Elson, Lichtenberger had decided that the very next officer who stopped him would face his wrath, so he had basically planned this. 
The weapon Lichtenberger carried with him was cheap and easy to access. It featured firepower far beyond what any hunter would need, or really beyond that any person would normally want in personal protection. Its size and firepower were great, and when combined with Lichtenberger's violent thoughts, it was as lethal as can be. Yes, Yoda, everyone hears you. Yeah, I know, it's horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Yoda wanted to have his say. <laughs> Adding to its danger, Lichtenberger had altered the weapon by taping together two high-capacity magazines of bullets, allowing a, qu a quick switch to a second magazine of ammunition when the first one was expand expended. Following the senseless attack on Elson, a massive manhunt was undertaken throughout Adams County and neighboring counties of northeast Indiana. For hours, officers from the Indiana State Police, the Adams County Sheriff's Department, and the Decatur Police Department followed every lead they could. Lichtenberger, meanwhile, went, went about his regular life, even taking time to attend Easter Sunday, morning worship, services at the Decatur Missionary Church, as he did most weeks, but this time as he quietly sat in his regular church pew with his mother, Annabelle. He was just hours removed from having gunned down Elson. It bothers me to think the man police say gunned down a state trooper for no apparent reason, drove away from the crime scene, slept off the murder, and went to Sunday church like nothing happened, Decatur Police Chief Dick Noack said, summing up the feelings of a guest of many in the community. Although he had spent most of his life in and around Adams County, Lichtenberger was known to most unknown to most residents. Um, one of only 98 graduates in the 1978 senior class of Adams Central High School, Lichtenberger made his living as a self-employed carpenter and self-proclaimed part-time pastor. Good God, Gary Heidnick vibes much? What few knew, however, was he was a seething, ticking time bomb, growing angrier by the day at law enforcement officers he thought were harassing him. After he fired the 30 rounds at Elson, Lichtenberger drove off toward his family's home on the eastern edge of Adams County, near the Indiana-Ohio state line. Fortunately, off-duty Decatur Police Department detective Eric Meyer and his young son were traveling by on North 13th Street at about the same time. Meyer heard the shots, turned around, and investigated. It was then that he saw Lichtenberger's truck leaving the scene, and he followed briefly but gave up, fearing for the safety of his child in his vehicle. It was a good sighting. Lichtenberger was apprehended within 20 hours. Good job, Decatur. The trooper who lay dying on the street that evening had enjoyed a short but wonderful life. Just months into his new dream job as an Indiana State Trooper, he and his young wife Amy, a Fort Wayne lawyer, were to close on their first home in Decatur on April 9th. Instead, Elson's loved ones spent that day laying him to rest in a Hendricks County cemetery, near where he grew up in Brownsburg, Indiana. A graduate of Brownsburg High School, Elson had also completed a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Indiana University at Indianapolis. 
and graduated the Law Enforcement Training Academy. I actually know a lot of people from Brownsburg. That's really interesting. When you know something, like, and it seems closer to you, it makes it more exciting or more, like, interesting, I guess. At least that's how it is for me. Like, when I hear my town mentioned or my state, I'm like, hey, I live there! And then I sort of, like, perk up or listen up. <laughs> Corey was a wonderful person whose life cannot be summed up in one statement, Amy said in the days following his death. He spent each day trying to make this world a better place for all of us. And through his efforts, he has touched so many lives. Lichtenberger never denied his responsibility for the shooting, telling the initial officers who arrested him that he was responsible for the attack. Months of legal wrangling continued, with Adams County Prosecutor Christopher Harvey opting against pursuing the death penalty against Lichtenberger when the defendant agreed to a, death, a deal that sentenced him to life in prison with no chance of parole plus 20 years. The judge also fined... Um, Lichtenberger, $20,000, a sum no one will ever see. The plea agreement meant that four additional charges related to firearms violations were dropped. During a plea hearing in Adams Circuit Court, Lichtenberger admitted in court that he was the one who shot at Elson's car, but not necessarily him, but the person in the vehicle. That's what he said. He hesitated, however, before accepting the plea agreement. He said, my deep inner thought is not to go with this plea, but that his attorneys told him that I could not use religious beliefs to try and save myself. The state of Indiana doesn't allow a religious defense. I understand the plea. There's no appeal. It's over. Good. Go to jail. I almost think that he shouldn't have taken it, and he should have just put the nail in his own damn coffin, frankly. Anyways... <clears throat> A month later, Lichtenberger was back in court to hear his sentence in a dramatic hearing that pitted the heartbroken family and friends of the slain young trooper against the grieving kin of the defendant, struggling to understand this horrible act. I don't presume to understand the sorrow of the Elson family um, has experienced, but I fully understand the sorrow of my family has experienced, Leah Lichtenberger said, in praising her brother as a law-abiding, upstanding, and fair-minded member of the community. Are you fucking retarded? Okay, sorry, retarded is not PC, but this lady, like, how blind and stupid can you be to say something like that after your brother cold-bloodedly murders somebody for absolutely no reason other than they were doing their damn job? I have feelings, y'all. <laughs> Hold on, I need to take a sip. My throat's dry. <clears throat> Most of the attention, however, focused on a composed and impressive Amy Elson, who said the death of her husband had robbed her of the person who was the purpose of her life. She said Corey's savage murder had ended not just his life, but also his dreams and his unlimited potential. She said she and her family were sickened and offended by Lichtenberger's attempts to use his religious beliefs to defend his actions, calling them a mockery of Christianity. Special Judge Steve David from Boone Circuit Court, presiding over the Adams County proceedings, agreed with the Elson family and called Lichtenberger a coward and a murderer. Forever after, in this community, the name Lichtenberger will be associated with the murder of Trooper Elson. 
as Lichtenberger, just days shy of his 40 ber- 40th birthday, was led from the Adams County Courthouse to begin his life behind bars, a flank of police officers silently lined both sides of the sidewalk as the killer of one of their own was led away forever. So that is the story of um, the most notorious murder in Adams County, Indiana. And again, the victim was Corey R. Elson. He was 26. The perpetrator was Mark L. Lichtenberger, who was 39. And the date of the crime or the death was April 3rd, 1999. This is actually a really good book, you guys. I have to be honest, though. Like, it was on my um, wish list for a really long time. It's impossible to find, or it was when I was looking for it. Um... And I think I probably overpaid for it because I wanted it so bad. But, um, yeah, Andrew E. Stoner, um, Notorious 92, the most infamous murder from each of Indiana's 92 counties. So these are, you know, based on his opinion, the most infamous. And some of them really are pretty wicked. Um, and this is the newly updated third edition. Um, let me see when it was copywritten. This one was copywritten, um, 2017, so it's not that old. Anyways, I enjoyed reading, reading it, and so it's been, um, it's been fun sharing it with you. Um, there's 91 other stories that I can share, so y'all will have to let me know if you enjoyed hearing about this, um, book. Um, that being said... Since this is kind of like a little mini-sode, there's not really any um, current events for Courtney and I to discuss. I do know that um, the, like, Congress, the first part of Congress just passed the, um, the um, uh, attempt to ratify into the Constitution um, equal marriage rights. Um, and so that's very exciting. I, I really hope, um, that passes. It had, I believe, over 40 Republicans in support of it as well. So it really seems to be a bipartisan bill. Um, that's really exciting. Um, on the other hand, it looks like the price of copper has peaked, So we expect for that to come down shortly, Um, and copper is used in the making of a lot of household appliances, vehicles, I mean, tons of stuff, like with electronic wiring and things of that nature. So um, if that has peaked and started to come down, and I believe I read it was come down like 30% or something crazy like that since it peaked, that means that hopefully... Um, inflation in other areas will start to come down and ease for us as well. Um, on the other, you know, hand, tipping the scales is the warning from the Black Farmers of America president that there will be a food shortage. Um, that's a little scary. Um, this unprecedented heat wave that we're in right now, it really, um, it's causing some issues. I, I, that with inflation and gas prices, it's 
not a fun time to be an American, especially if you're a woman, I guess I can say, but hopefully with copper, um, other precious metals and, um, natural resources will start to kind of, um, come down in price as well, um, which is indicative of, of hopefully the economy and inflation starting to ease, um, on the other hand of that as well is Elkhart County, um, the RV industry. It typically is one of the first indicators of a recession that is here or that is nearing. And um, there have been a lot of layoffs um, and plants that are permanently closing as well. Um, so we'll kind of wait and see where that's going. Um, let's see. Oh, shows. You guys, I have a show for you. First, I've got two, actually. If you have Discovery Plus, there is a documentary called Dahmer on Dahmer. And I've always been super fascinated for Dahmer. And I actually kind of, honestly, like, I nothing, nothing can explain what he did. It'll never be right, no matter what the reason he did it. But it makes you feel so bad for him. He's giving these interviews and he just, they talk so much about how lonely he was and how he really just wanted someone to lay next to him and not have to be afraid that they were going to leave him. It's just devastating, really, when you think about that. It's really sad. You almost wonder, like, if he lived another time where it was okay to be gay, if he didn't have to fear being in an open relationship and having that commitment with someone if things would have been different for him. Um, one of the investigators in the show, you know, they disagree. <laughs> they say that, you know, even if he was straight, he would have killed women and, and girls then. So I don't know. Who knows? Um, but just so everybody knows, the death penalty was not... Um, a thing in the state of Wisconsin when Jeffrey Dahmer was prosecuted and so he had life without the chance of parole but he actually didn't make it that long he was beaten to death in prison by a fellow inmate um and I guess he never fought back um in a lot of his interviews he indicated that he had made his peace with God he had been baptized and cleansed of his sins that he truly believed that he would be forgiven um, by, by the Lord, and he wanted to die. Um, so yeah, the reports state that he did not fight back when he was beaten to death. So I'm just so, like, positive today, you guys. I just got so much positive stuff for you. <laughs> um, but, but another great story that is out, or not story, show that is out that I've been watching, there's two. They're both on Apple Plus. One, Octavia Spencer fucking slays in Truth Be Told, you guys. Watch it. Just watch it. Get your 30-day free trial from Apple Plus and watch that. There's two seasons of it. The second season has Kate Hudson in it, which is fucking dope because I like her. Um, and Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. And you guys, he's still got it. <laughs> but also just like, I love Octavia Spencer, so... And the actor who plays her dad, he was also um, Daryl's father in, um, is it Daryl? Why am I blinking? In uh, This Is Us. He's a great actor. I've seen him on a lot of stuff since I watched This Is Us. 
um, recently. Anyways, the other show that's on Apple Plus that is not completely out right now that's also really good, it's based on a true crime that happened in the like, Midwest, mostly in Indiana and Illinois, and it's called Blackbird. Ray Liotta's in it briefly. Um, the kid who played Elton John um, in Rocket Man is in it. Um, so far, it's amazing. I guess Sansa Stark is supposed to be in it, Sophie Turner. Um, but she hasn't made her appearance yet, and we're two episodes in, and I'm freaking hooked, y'all. It's so good. And I didn't know that it was based on a true story when I started watching it. And so when I saw that, I was kind of paying attention a little more. And I realized that I had heard this case before, and it's a good-ass case. So um, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much all I've got to say. There's not a missing child today because it's a mini-sode. Um... But, you know, as Courtney would say, um, you know, make good choices and don't murder anyone. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this and um, hit us up on our social. Um, it's P Podcast um, on Instagram. Um, you know, we've got lots of posts. I do a lot of memes on there and stuff like that. We're doing a giveaway still. Whoever can guess Courtney's um, big case that she's working on by t taking the hints that are dropped throughout our episodes um, gets a free piece of swag that we'll send out. Um, and I actually got my um, samples in um, yesterday, and they're badass, dude. I got two long sleeve t-shirts because I like to wear those when I'm, like, lounging around the house. And I got a coffee mug and a pint glass, and I love them. They're so, they look so good. I'm so happy with them. Um, all right, kids, that's all I got to say. So I will see you later. Bye.